Hi everyone, it's Jack here from Esports Live. Sorry to crash the podcast. A quick thank you to you all for all your support so far. We hope you like what you're hearing, even if our advice is absolute nonsense. Make sure you subscribe to our video cast on YouTube and Twitch channels, as well as follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or if you prefer the podcast, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Search Esports Live now on any of the platforms to get involved. We've got some exciting things happening in the background. Get ready for the Euros and the Fantasy Premier League season 21-22. Get involved now, don't miss out and enjoy the pod. Fantasy managers, welcome to Game Week 25 on the FPL Addicts Esports Live Fantasy Podcast. A um, little bit different this week, me and the guru have stepped in uh, to run things for the week. Uh, without Ollie and Elliot, we'll say hello to them boys shortly um, and send something, send our hellos over to them. But uh, welcome to the pod, Matt. How are you, buddy? Yeah, thanks, Jack. Look, I'm uh, I'm good this week. Good win for Tottenham in the morning. Gareth Bale on on, the, on a bit of form, goal and an assist. So good from a Spurs point of view, FPL point of view. We'll get into it in uh, a bit later, possibly, but a good week for me as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, doing well. Good to hear. Um, um, listen, Gareth Bale finally stepping up for Tottenham, which is good to see. I think everyone wants him to do well, mate. Um, but we know we've been giving you a bit of a bit of earache about him. But uh, yeah, good to see him stepping back up and, and scoring a good goal in there and got an assist as well. So we'll see if he can take that into uh, into the Premier League. But um, what we'll do, we'll get into uh, the pod. We'll do a, a quick review um, from last from last week how we've how we've performed, and we'll jump into the um, into the guru section. Uh, so everyone can check in and, and, and get the tips ready for the week. Um, and then also, I can reveal last week's Peely's Puzzler was uh, Georgie Kinkladzi, if anyone got that. Matt, did you get that? I did. I did. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a good one, that. He was a cracking player back in the day. L- slightly a little bit before my time. Um, <laughs> but I, I do remember, uh, do remember him uh, being a bit of a wizard and, and scoring a couple of cracking goals. Uh, one that, that springs to mind, I think, for Man City, um, where he, he took on about four or five players. And I think outside the boot in the top corner, if I uh, if I remember it right from the highlights. So, yeah, did, did get that one. Um, but yeah, tough one. I think, you know, not too many Georgian uh, footballers that I can remember. So, yeah, really good one that was. Yeah, I think I can only uh, remember Shota Avaladze. I think he, I think he was called for Rangers. I think he's the only Georgian I can remember apart from King Kladzi. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what what a player he was even if he did play for the uh, the wrong side of Manchester. <laughs> yeah. um, but listen, we'll 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 move on as the boys say. Obviously, a lot of high scores this week, Matt. Desmond two two. Tom Stone still at the top of the top, top of the ladder there with. Um, what did he, get? he got six, 73 points this week, but a lot of 90s and 100s. Did you hit the uh, century this week, Matt? I didn't. Look, I thought I was going to get there. Um, I got 93 points this week, um, and I was looking really, really good to, uh, to hit a century, maybe even more. And then, you know, my man, uh, Gundawan, who, you know, I've raved about him on the podcast now for about a month. And he got that 38-point score. And I was sitting there thinking, look, I could end up with maybe 120, 130 points with him having this second game. Got that groin strain. Once I heard he was out, I didn't think I was going to quite make it to that century. But not complaining with what I got. Martinez, like, wow, does it again. Save after save with 12 points. Stones, got one clean sheet out of the two. 
Diaz, a bit of a disappointment, but again, he's made up for it in previous weeks. Clean sheet from Kufal, goal from Salah, goal from Fernandez. Nothing from Son, but I kind of expected that this week. Just spoke about my man. Gundawan, unbelievable, 38 <laughs> points. Uh, Suchek, didn't, uh, didn't do anything for me this week. Antonio, big letdown because none of my bench actually played. So I didn't even get the uh, the token point for Brewster. Uh, and Antonio obviously didn't uh, pass fit. So that was a bit of a disappointment. So um, to still come out with 93 points, I'm not complaining. Obviously, Ings was my one of my two transfers. My other transfer was DCL. Got the injury, missed both games. So just before deadline, I thought I'm going to just write off a transfer and bring Ings in and he got eight points. So, yeah, overall, considering I had 10 men, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. So uh, I, I can't complain too much. And, yeah, that captain choice just, yeah, really, really, really inspirational stuff. Yeah, listen, your team team's performed really well in there, Matt. And like I said, it was a, a bit of a bit of a nightmare of Antonio and obviously the DCL one, mate, um, transferred in, then transferred out. Is that the first time you've ever done that? You know what? It's the first time in years and years of playing FPL I've ever signed someone and uh, transferred them out before deadline again. Um, obviously, we spoke about it last week. Um, we had a bit of a chat on the WhatsApp, and I said, "Be careful about transferring DCL." <laughs> My own side Spurs were playing Everton, and I think I was a bit scared of the price rise. Funnily enough, I think I still had a, enough in the bank and did the transfer. It was a disappointment, but being able to sort of get Ings in wasn't wasn't a bad thing uh, but it's the first time I've done it and funnily enough it's actually the first time I've owned DCL this season and uh, I didn't even get a game out of him so yeah there you go yeah a bit of a nightmare listen obviously I was in the same position with that one um but we got we got through it and did okay and you obviously came out really well this week with those 93 um and I'll just have a look and you've also have you moved up in that in that league as well or you've just moved down slightly nah, after the results I, I got a slight red arrow um yeah but you know to stay in the uh I'm happy just to sort of be back in that uh stay in that 10 just about remain in that top 20 um you know which is a big achievement in this league I actually want to give a shout out to uh fourth place if you just scroll up there Brian Curtin uh say uh my uh, sister's uh partner he's been wanting to get into the uh top 20 for a long time he was sort of hovering around that 60 70th place and last few weeks he's really picked up and this week he got 107 points he's got himself into fourth in the league he's barely 20 points off top now so yeah really going to watch out for his team and i know he's really really wanting to win um hopefully we'll get him as a, as a guest on the podcast soon big newcastle fan and yeah, just wanted to shout out his team this week. Just phenomenal stuff there with uh, Cancelo and Pope and Madison and obviously Gundogan in there. So, yeah, phenomenal score there. Well, w- big shout out to Brian Curtin then with the COVID-11. Uh, welcome to the top 20. <laughs> and I can't I can't believe we've got another Newcastle fan in the top 20, uh, <laughs> along with our um, with Elliot, who's obviously not on this week. With um, So, he got scored 72, quite low compared to, obviously, a, a lot of people in that top kind of 50, really. So, 72 scoring quite low, but usually a great score on a normal week. Um, mm. I think it's because he went with uh, Fernandez, obviously, as the captain, which uh, myself and also Ollie did as well. Um, and obviously Dallas, yeah. who everyone was re- we were raving about last week, didn't do too well either, did they? No, and I'm thinking with Elliot's team here, if he'd made that investment in Gundogan, you know, a few weeks ago, oh, his team would be in, in a frightening position yeah. now. You know, you'd be thinking top five in the league because he'd have had an extra probably... You know, 17, if you take away the two points that Son's got, probably an extra 17 points this week. Um, 
Yeah, so to, Elliot's done well to sort of stay in this top 20 in the league without even owning Gundogan, but I think that's definitely uh, hampered his score this week. But he's, he's got some good defensive scores. Pope and uh, Cresswell has been a brilliant fantasy player, so I think that was a good transfer by, by Elliot in the last few weeks. But um, yeah, he's definitely moved down a bit. Yeah, he's moved down, but he is still in the mix. And as we know, with yeah. this, this league, it can quickly change from week to week. Um, and I'm now just going to scroll down, try and find Ollie Walker-Peel, who has, he's got that red arrow, scored very similar. Uh, we've, uh, but he got 73, Captain Fernandez again. I think these two have got very similar teams as well, haven't they? Yeah, they do. And I think that could be the first time Ollie's been out of the uh, top 20 in in yep. a good few months and yeah I don't think he'll be too happy with that I think looking at his team it's probably held on a little bit too long to the likes of Rashford there um, he's got the double up on West Ham which worked this week um, that's actually served him quite well Edison 14 points with an assist uh, did well there but I think yeah he's, he's been let down by Kane and Son and and, uh, and Rashford uh, this week but again they they uh, they could turn it on this week for him but I think he'll um, yeah be disappointed with uh with that, but he got he did get the Barnes. It looks like Barnes come off his bench for uh, for DCL, so you know that did boost his score up a little bit. And he's uh, he's also beat the average. So um, again, Ollie takes a uh, big pride with beating the average. So uh, yeah, not a not a bad one, is it? Really, seventy three points. I think it could have been worse. And Barnes coming on really uh, really boosted him there. So. Yeah, and that's a, a cracking score, like I said, on a usual week and well above the average, which was 61, um, if you haven't checked, guys. Um, and all he's got, obviously got, he, he's got his double Spurs assets, which are going to be hopefully quite good going into the next couple of weeks as well. So good good work, Ollie, looking forward. Uh, and then I'm, I'm out all the way at the bottom of this league, I think, <laughs> back again. It's just got Where so competitive. Here we go, in 50 seconds. So I, I have moved down one position there. I you, had a a good, you had a good week there, look. Yeah, it's a good week. I might just save it, um, you know, in terms of um, like Calvert-Lewin. Obviously, I had that one in there as well. And he's obviously going to have my team ready for this week. But Gundogan, I brought him in. Um, I can't remember who I replaced him for now. Um, let me have a look in here. Previous week, I took out uh, Eze. That was it. So I, I, uh, I was obviously yeah. ra ra raving about him as a bit of a differential <laughs> for two weeks. And of course, he didn't hit for two weeks. So. I had to get nice. rid of him, so I took it. I took a hit on getting him out, um, and then hit seventy nine, which is good, but with minus four. Um, and yeah, listen, I'm, I was quite happy with the score. It just wasn't. I didn't. I didn't choose my captain. I've, I've totally forgot to take Fernandez off. And obviously, I should put Gundogan in. Um, so I did a bit of a schoolboy error there, and I, I would have scored obviously more towards that um, century score. Just would probably just missed out, but. Good, good, good game week. Red hour in there, but that just shows how um, how tough it is in our competition. Um, but not too bad from us all there, to be fair. No, it was a, it was a good, uh, some good scores. I think um, overall, I think we've got a, is that 157 points we got there. Have we got uh, 100? What? Sorry, what was that mean? From uh, uh, I thought we had someone in the league that got 157. No, that's their uh, that's their monthly score. I'm trying to think who got the highest score for the week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Azarif uh, with 131 in here. Wow, uh, and he's got a few a few plays in there. Look at the, uh, the look at the uh, Fulham defender. He, I think he was the top. So th this is what always amazes me about the double game weeks. You know, you get your so Gundogan was brilliant, but you get your uh, you know your other players in there um, that you expect to do well that don't quite do well, and then you get your ones like that Aina there, Aina from Fulham. He's ended up the highest scoring player, I think, alongside Aubameyang. 
you know, for the game week, phenomenal 20 points for a Fulham defender. Um, and obviously 20 points for Aubameyang, who's kind of dropped off the uh, face of the earth with FPL this, yeah, this, yes. this year. So he's done very, very well there. And yeah, wow, what a, what a, um, what a lineup for the game week. Yeah, um, congratulations to um, Azaraf, who uh, will get himself an eSports Live voucher. So you can enter into one of our eSports competitions with that $10 voucher. Um, Rocket League, FIFA, uh, PES and um, NBA uh, 2K. So congratulations to him in uh, getting that voucher over to him. But a cracking score. Well done to him with 131 points. Wow. So going into the next game week, Matt, uh, what, are you, what are you thinking for transfers? Yeah, look, I'm going to do something I don't like doing and that's that's taking a hit. So um, obviously I burnt one of my transfers last week, which means this week to get a couple of double game weekers and I've got to burn a transfer. So I've done one. Uh, I've put a player in that you've got actually um, that I can't quite pronounce his name. I think it's Strew, Struyich or Struyich Stru- from Leeds. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Something um, like that. 3.9 million. Like, I don't know how safe he is. Um, for starts because I did hear Leeds have got a couple of players back but um, look, I had to throw someone in there My, I, I could have put Dallas in he's obviously a, a really good Leeds uh, defender to have but I needed a cheap option um, needed to keep that money in the bank so he's gone in there uh, James Justin's gone out which is a massive loss for my squad. What like brilliant player he's been for I think he was in your team as well wasn't he this season yeah, so yes, yeah gutted to lose him because I was really counting on him for, for the rest of the season but he's gone Leeds defender in there and uh, I've taken a hit Antonio's gone he's been brilliant for me um, but I think I had had to put that uh, insurance policy in there with Bamford it's going to be Suchek out and maybe go for uh, Rafinha or Jack Harrison um, maybe even Minamino but I thought now nah, I'll go Bamford because if, if he does score a couple and I don't have him, then uh, <laughs> I'll slide down the league. So, yeah, Bamford's in there. Strich from uh, Leeds. I've got a minus four. Um, and I'm happy with that. I've got I've got the coverage of uh, Danny Ings already. Uh, Strich and um, Bamford. And I think, obviously, there's a double game week and there's a lot of other good players. But I'm happy enough with my uh, single game weekers that um, those two transfers will be enough. Did think about maybe doing a uh, Jack Harrison or Rafinha move for Suchek, but I think Suchek's a player that you've got to you just you just got to keep him there because uh, you just don't know when he's going to uh, you know come on and, and grab that goal. He's done it so many times this season. So yeah, that's my my two transfers this week. What about you? What about yours? Yeah, nice. Um, obviously, I've been. I've still got my wild card available, and I, you know, I was tempted to play around with it and and see what was how I could maybe use it. But I think I'll hold off that for another game week. Um, so I've made a couple of moves, uh, taken a hit. I think I've taken a hit every week for the last five weeks. I've, I've, well, I've been trying to slowly turn my team around. <laughs> um, so this week, yeah, similar to you, I've taken Antonio out um, and also uh, DCL. So Calvin Loon and Antonio both out, two strikers, and I brought in my. Uh, Bamford and Ings, so set similar to yourself. So I'll that Cavani if he's fit, which he should be. Uh, Bamford and Ings as the uh, the triple threat up top. Obviously, question marks over Gundogan. Do you think he'll make the Arsenal game or not? I do, I do. I think um, for City is a big week because we've obviously got Arsenal at the Emirates. Um, I think historically they've had a few defeats there before. Um, not last season, I don't think, but there's been previous years they've actually not always had the best record. So I think Pep will be looking at that knowing it's still going to be a difficult game. Champions League will be a big priority for them as well. Um, 
But I think with Gundogan not playing against Everton, they said he was actually okay, but they didn't want to take a risk. It wasn't a cup final, uh, was Pep Guardiola's words. I think they'll play him in the Arsenal game. And it might be the uh, Champions League game where I think they'll they'll throw De Bruyne in there for that game, uh, that European uh, fixture. And then uh, Gundogan will uh, maybe take that rest in the Champions League. Um, and then they'll put De Bruyne in. So I'm, I'm pretty safe. I really, really hope so. Because I think... That's the reason I'm not going to take another minus four because I feel if yeah. Gundogan plays, he'll. I just feel like he's going to score every week. So, yeah, I think I think he should play this weekend. Yeah, that's it. And you know, even if you know, if he, and if he doesn't play, you've got that Suchek kind of maybe to come in if he's not starting for you already. Um, to come in off the bench, which is what I'm kind of looking at. And if he doesn't play, obviously it'd be a big loss. I'm intrigued to see how this Gundogan and De Bruyne. Uh, you know, shape and how it's going to, you know, if Gundogan can actually carry on that form when uh, now KDB is back. Yeah, look, I, I think he will. And uh, that's just purely based on uh, Gundogan's form when De Bruyne, when De Bruyne was in the side. So there was that Chelsea game, which was obviously when I first started to kind of rave about him. And then uh, there was that game, double game week, where Gundogan hit a double score. And I think he got goals against uh, Villa and Crystal Palace. Um yeah. And then De Bruyne did leave the team after that, but there were still those games before where, um, you know, we were still getting points. I think with De Bruyne, um, might share the points a little bit, but yeah, who knows? Another sort of theory I come up with is maybe if City do sort of tie the league up uh, early, it looks like they're gaining some ground now and pulling away that they might throw a lot more into the Champions League towards the end. And you might see players like De Bruyne being pushed more into the Champions League and maybe he might have a bit of a Premier League side and a, and a Champions League side because I think the Champions League's the one trophy he needs to he needs to win. He needs to get past the semi-finals, quarter-final stage this season. So I've still got faith in, in Gundogan and um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping him and, and not... Uh, Brian's a good option, but I think, uh, yeah, look, I'm still preferring to, um, to have Gundogan over him. Okay, now into the guru section, one that everyone's been waiting for, ready to get these tips for this massive game week, a lot of decisions to be made. Um, And so if you are looking to make those last minute moves, who to pick as your captain, those differential players maybe to make the difference for you in for your teams, um, we're going to go to Matt and the guru section now. And Matt, take it away. Yeah, look, thanks, Jack. It seems a bit strange saying that because I'm obviously so used <laughs> to uh, saying thanks, Ollie. But um, yeah, look, it's a big game week, like you said, game week 25 already. There's only 13 more rounds to go after this. So there's a few few more doubles involved in there as well. But the season's just flowing by. So it is a double game week this week. We've got Leeds and Southampton both playing twice. So I'm going to start off with my differentials and ones to watch for the game week. And we're going to start with that double game week. And I'm going to look at Leeds. And Jack Harrison uh, is one that's that's really come to mind this week. Um, 3% owned, which is nothing. Um, I'm expecting that to go up in the, you know, before deadline this morning. Um, but he's got three goals in his last five games. He's got Wolves away first. And then he's obviously got the home game against Saints. Um, I'm really expecting him to score on at least one of the two. Maybe come out with some bonus. Um, and obviously, as with a double game week, if he blanks tonight, you've always got a second chance. And uh, Leeds don't really tend to rotate their team too much, so really, really good bet. Uh, I think Jack Harrison, if you've uh, you know if you do fancy taking out maybe a Suchek, um out of your side, 
take that gamble and, and bring in uh, a Leeds player. Second one, uh, Minamino uh, from uh, Southampton. He's on loan from Liverpool. He scored on his debut against Newcastle. Um, Chelsea at home in the first game, then obviously Leeds away. 0.5% ownership. He's already got a goal. I think that's a uh, another bargain. He's about six million. Really, really uh, good potential there. Uh, playing in, uh, I think, alongside Ings or somewhere in sort of a three. Um, plays quite high up the pitch. So, yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, another one, I'm going to go to Southampton again. Uh, double game week player. And it's going to be the guy I've actually brought into my draft this week, James Ward-Prowse. He's 8.10% owned, so he's still below that 10%. Uh, he's been quite quiet for a while. Um, but I think with a double game week, Wolves and Leeds, um, set piece threats. And I think Leeds have got a, a knacker conceded from set pieces as well. So uh, James Ward-Prowse, I'm going to throw him in there. And then my last differential um, this week, I'm going to go outside of the double game week. It's going to be a man that a lot of people know well from the Sun Until I Die documentary. And it's going to be Josh Mazza, 0.6% ownership. Absolutely nothing. You put him in, you're going to see massive green arrows. Again, he's only 5.5 million. I do expect his ownership to go up before deadline. Um, but two goals last week uh, and Sheffield United at home this weekend. So, yeah, really, really good option. Um, so there we go, my differentials. Um, so I'll move on to my uh, my three teams to watch. Two of them, I think you're, uh, you'll all be able to guess. Leeds, double game week. It's hard not to look past them. Southampton, double game week again. Hard not to look past them. I think they're both quite uh, even fixture against each other. Leeds, Saints, I can see that being a you know a 2-2 type of draw. Um, and then Leeds away at Wolves. Again, you just don't know what you're going to get with Leeds. Uh, Southampton home to Chelsea. Um, I can still see Saints scoring in that. Um, maybe sort of a 1-1, 2-1 type of game. Uh, and then my third team is going to have to be Jack's team, Manchester United home to Newcastle and uh, sorry Elliot when you uh, when you listen in miserable form as, as usual lately from Newcastle so uh, Man United round up my three teams expecting them to win that one quite comfortably to be honest um, so we'll move on now to my uh, my captains again a couple of obvious picks this week gonna have to say the man Bruno Fernandez two goals in the Europa League last night just phenomenal stuff as usual Scored against West Brom. Home against Newcastle. Definitely, definitely a, a major captain pick. Another two, Danny Ings and Patrick Bamford. Again, double game weeks. Both strikers who, uh, you know, they're always in the goals. Tough pick. Who to, who to pick between the two? Really not too sure. I like both of them. They're both very fixture proof. Um, so, yeah, certainly uh, big captain picks. Another one, he got a rest last night for my team Spurs. Harry Kane, very, very good record against West Ham. Very, very good record in London derbies. Has to be a captain shout this weekend. And I think he'll be a very big differential uh, captain shout this weekend. And then to round off the uh, the standard captains, I'm going to go with Salah. Uh, he got a goal um, against Leicester last week. Brilliant goal as well. Home to Everton. Again, home, Anfield, derby games. Steps up in those types of matches. So I think he's a really, really good shout. Um, obviously, the premium option as well. So we'll go on to uh, to my curveball. And it's a man I've mentioned a few times today already. 
and it's going to have to be Jack Harrison at Leeds. Again, I already spoke about his, his low ownership, his goals, three in the last five. Um, he's scored quite a few goals a season. I think it's about six or seven Premier League goals and five or six assists. Really, really good numbers. He's only about 5.4 million as well. And that if I owned him, um, if I was to take that extra minus four and go a minus eight and I did own him, I'd probably throw that, that armband on him as well, to be honest. I think he's a huge curveball and uh, a really, really good option for the for the game week. Wonderful stuff, Matt. And listen, I'm really liking a couple of them. Shout. I actually think it's really hard this week for the captain picks. There's obviously some good ones in there. Um, I mean, going with the likes of um, Ings or Ings or Bamford um, would be good. But, you know, Fernandez just seems to deliver. And like you said, the, the Kane one uh, against West Ham, the record, his record against them is obviously brilliant. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm, listen, I'm in two minds on, on which way to go. Yeah, I agree. It's a tough one, and I think you know, there's a there's a bit of a saying on Twitter, FPL community, and you know you you don't always want to have your captain play too early. It's a bit of a superstition, and obviously Bamford's the early fixture. Um, I think he's going to be the most captain of the week. Um, you know, seems to be popping up with goals quite frequently for Leeds. But you know, again, if if he plays against Wolves tonight and it's quite a you know a, a nil nil or a one one and he doesn't score, you're probably going to be really clutch. You'll be clutching on that second game a lot. So. Um, yeah, well, you've got your Fernandez's single game weeks, Harry Kane's, they could explode with a, you know, 15, 16 points, that type of thing. Um, same as Salah. And yeah, that, that's a thing to be wary of is double game weeks are great, but you do always get those individual game weekers. We saw it with Obama Yang last week that, you know, end up getting more points. So yeah, it's a tough one. I do think it's going to be a lot of, um, Ings v, v Bamford's, um, you know, you'd, if this was a single game week, you'd 100% be picking Fernandez. Um, but yeah, I think it will be a bit of a tussle between Ings and Bamford this week. Maybe Dallas as well. Um, but yeah, for me, it's going to be uh, a last-minute call between Ings and Bamford, just because you do get that that second opportunity. But yes, yeah, it is a very, very tough one. Very tough one. Well, I'm sure you've um, you've helped out a lot of managers to narrow that down anyway to the shortlist that you provided, which is great. Um, and obviously, going back to your, your differentials as well, like the Minamino and the Madger, uh, good, great shouts. I think the Madger one hopefully doesn't uh, perform another Sunday until I die kind of year for them, for Fulham. But he started <laughs> off he started off with a bang in there, and I'm sure he's going to be picked up quite a lot because he's obviously great value. Yeah, look, I hope so. Um, I think Fulham might have a, a few double game weeks coming up as well at some stage. They've got a couple of spare games, you know, five and a half million is nothing. So, Look, for my own team, if I can eventually find the extra million um, and I can finally get rid of Brewster and put someone like that in there, I think with Fulham, you know, wanting to uh, stay up and fight relegation, he could be uh, absolutely massive. So, yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on and, and maybe try and get on him early if you've got that that spare space. All right, great work, man. What we'll do now, we'll move on to the Scout 11 to see what picks we can uh, pull out of this for all our fantasy managers out there. Um, it obviously is looking really good already. I had a sneak peek before, and here it is on screen. Um, yeah, do you want to do you want to get through this and and see? Um, yeah, see what we can pull out. Yeah, look, I think again, if you've uh, not used your free hit chip, and you know you feel like this is the week to use it, this is within the budget. Saying that, there was quite a bit left over in the budget this week, so I've decided it's got to be the triple up on the Leeds and Saints with the uh, with the doubles. So, you know, Leeds speak for themselves there with your Dallas. He's had a phenomenal season uh, playing as a uh, midfielder pretty much right now. Um, Harrison from Leeds as well. I've spoke about him 
tonight. Don't need to uh, mention much more than him. Really, really liking his goal threat. And then Bamford um, put him captain's armband on him in the scout 11 as a safety net because, you know, you're expecting them to grab at least a goal in uh, in one of the two games and maybe some bonus. Uh, and then going on to the triple up from Saints, Vestergaard, huge, huge set piece threat. He, he was out uh, with injury, but we all remember how good he was uh, before the injury. Leeds do concede a lot of goals as well from set pieces. So, um, yeah, Vestergaard, not a bad shout for two games. Ward-Prowse spoke about his set pieces. Danny Ings, fixture-proof player. Uh, likes to score in the big games as well, probably on the penalty kicks. Uh, and then outside of the double game weekers, I'm going to go with uh, Ariola from Fulham. He's been picking up a few points, going under the radar lately. Home to Sheffield United. I can see that being maybe sort of a tight 1-0 uh, 2-0 type of game, possibly. Could go either way. Um, and then we've got Luke Shaw from United. Really, really liking his form this season. Um, I'm expecting a, a big score out of him in that Newcastle game. I can see him ending up with an assist and, and a clean sheet. Newcastle looked quite toothless with uh, without Wilson. Uh, Fernandez again, I'm expecting at least at least a goal from him in that, you know, maybe even a couple. Wouldn't put it past me if Fernandez comes out with a you know, another one of those sort of 16, 17 pointers and everyone's going to wish they'd captained him. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's just his goals in that Europa League. The second goal was just oh, phenomenal. And yeah, I think Newcastle is is just one of those teams that you know, don't look like they're going to get anything out at Old Trafford, do they really? But, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And um, so I've got Josh uh, Mazur in there, who I've spoke about, home to Sheffield United. I think it's... Uh, Good chance for him to get back on the score sheet. And then, you know, to round it off, uh, Son had to put him in there. And obviously, it's a, t- it's a tough game, you know, derby game. But um, I would have liked Kane, but I couldn't look past that front three. Um, and I wanted to put Son in there. Again, He's uh, he's got a pretty good record against West Ham as well. He scored against him in a few fixtures. Um, and he only got 45 minutes in the Europa. He did get a really good goal this morning. Um, and I think him and Kane are going to be back on Sunday together, like on that Son and Kane partnership. Well, I'm hoping so, but I just think fresh legs. I think they, I think we're going to see a bit more fresh legs from him this week. Um, West Ham are a good side, but I, I can see that being a uh, again a two-two, three-two, two-one type of game. It was three-two last season at, um, at their stadium, so yeah, I can see there being a few goals. I think Son, Son, it was either Son or Salah, and I think Son had to be there this weekend because his record in in that fixture is really, really strong. Yeah, and listen, the team's looking uh, really good in there. I mean, there might be some question marks from people. You know, even though Saints have got the um, the double game week, obviously they've been terrible. I think it's last three games or four games they've now lost. Obviously, since the since we absolutely battered them, um, yeah. they haven't really recovered. Obviously, Newcastle got the win against them the other week, and then last week mm-hmm. the uh, they went one 0 up didn't they, against Wolves at home? Um, yeah, and then right. obviously Wolves Wolves got the quick two didn't they and turned it around. So I mean, you know, in terms of Maybe T's not backing, but you know a couple of a couple of the assets in there. You expect to deliver on set pieces or with the goals with Ings, but the vest guard one maybe question marks. Not too sure. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely can see that the 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 point, especially with the goals conceded. But I think with Vestergaard, it's mainly more thinking towards his threat as a as a set piece yeah. threat. So um, to be honest, I do expect them to concede against Chelsea. <laughs> um, you know, potentially, you know. Two all or two one defeat, maybe that type of thing. Um, you know, and he might come out with just a point. Um, but Leeds are 
very, very vulnerable uh, when it comes to set pieces. There's a lot of pressure put on that young goalkeeper of theirs uh, when corners and free kicks come in and Vestergaard just gets on the end of a lot of them. So I think from the two games, um, we might see at least one of them where he you know, potentially nicks a goal. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a reasonable option. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a worry. And then Ward-Prowse, um, just that free kick set piece throughout and Danny Ings. Very fixture proof. He scored in the uh, the game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Um, seems to score in all the big games, doesn't he? Got that goal against Liverpool as well uh, a few weeks back. So um, yeah, got a good feeling about him. So yeah, it's a bit wary with Saints, but um, look, if there's a you know, it's now or never. I think for them. Yeah, spot on. And then um, the next one I was going to bring up with the Harrison show. Um, obviously, a lot of people looked at Rafinha. I know you're a big fan of his. Um, you know. I don't know if he was too successful hitting for you, but I know he's he's a good player to have. He is a great player, actually, to be fair. And even even Patrick Bamford was saying um, he was, he's probably too good <laughs> to be in the lead, the lead, in yeah. the lead squad. <laughs> you couldn't believe no one else picked him up. So uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts with uh, Harrison versus Rafinha? Yeah, look, it was a tough one. Rafinha's probably my second favourite FPL player this season after uh, Ilkay Gundogan. So um, it was tough to leave him out. Um and I needed to do, I didn't want to double up on the midfield. I had to put Dallas in and I had to put Bamford in. So yeah, Harrison or Rafinha. And it's really come down to goal threat. Obviously, Rafinha's recent form, brilliant. You know, he's taking corners and getting assists. Um, but he's kind of had, you know, one week, five points, another week, six points, which is good over a period of time. But if you're looking at over one game week, Harrison lately, he had a nine pointer against Newcastle. Uh, I think there was a, uh, Everton game, he got nine points in. Uh, there was another game, he got like a seven. I think his ceiling's just pretty high. Um, he's had other games this season where he's, I think, Newcastle at home this season where he scored two really, really good goals. And yeah, I think his goal threat's a bit higher. And, you know, you score a goal uh, in Fantasy League, you get an extra point. And I think his ceiling's slightly higher. Um, plus, his, uh, his ownership's so low. I think he's a really, really good shout um, this week. And, just edges it over Rafinha for me as much as I love Rafinha I think he just edges it because of his because of his goals yeah brilliant well listen that'll wrap up the uh, the guru section for this week I'm, I'm sure you provided heaps of knowledge for everyone and insight going into this double game week um, so thanks for doing that Matt top work Well, good. So now we're just going to quickly check in on the uh, on our draft league while the boys aren't here. Um, so let's just bring this up on the screen now and we'll see what this looks like. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to know that I'm top of the league still and uh, be buzzing about that. Um, How does he so do the- it? How does he do it? <laughs> <laughs> so I've just got this. I've got the, I've got the standings up on here now. Forty-eight points. Jillers killers with uh, fifty-four points for this week. Gave me another win. Um, Statman Dave in second, uh, looking good. Let's just have a look at these results. Here we go. Um, so I took a fifty-four over forty-five for again versus James. Uh, Elliot got his win, fifty-seven to thirty-three against uh, Papa Peely. Um, Rolando pushed the guru all the way to the end, sixty-two. Points, what a what a what a score that was! But Matt wow. topped him with the seventy, unbelievable scoring by both the teams there. Um, and then Dave Watts, Statman Dave, continued his run. He got another win under his belt, fifty-five points versus Ollie's thirty-six. So Ollie's definitely not going to win the league now, I'm sure. Um, and he'll be absolutely spewing about that. Oh, um, mate, he, he, he won't be happy, will he? And I think 
you know, shout out to Rolando there, 62 points. And if he had any other fixture this week, he would have got a win. So um, he really yeah. pushed me. And um, But yeah, Oli, uh, he, he won't be happy. He's uh, he's really spiraled out of control there. And um, he's starting to lose a little bit of ground now on the uh, the league that he'd already won. So... <laughs> That's it. He's probably disinterested once again. Um, so Ollie's, Ollie's uh, in fourth there and Elliot's still six points behind him to for that top four spot, the Champions League spots, I guess we can call them. Um, Matt, you obviously got that win, which has kept you up with um, with uh, Statman Dave's team. And uh, Statman Dave, he's, I feel like he's breathing down my neck. Both of you two are still in the mix and you've actually gone yeah. past me on points now as well, on, a, on, the, on the points total. Yeah, we have. And... Um... Yeah, it's getting pretty close up there. See, this week I was speaking to uh, James, who's obviously Chicken Tikka Mo Salah, and I think he was quite confident to get in the three points this week against your side, uh, Gillers Killers. And you managed to just get there in that last couple of games with the double game week, and uh, you pipped him there. And I think if, if if James had got that three points, you know, we would have had a, uh, a yeah. really, really interesting few weeks with these double game weeks. But I think you've... You know, we're pushing you, but you've still that six points. We just we just can't break it down. We can't break it down. And you know, I couldn't beat you a few weeks ago, and couldn't quite change it. And you, yeah, you just every time we think you're uh, you've got a tough fixture, you manage to uh, you know to to beat beat that person that you're playing. So we're on we're chasing you down, but we just can't quite get there yet. That's it, man. You just have to keep going, won't you? You just have to keep going. But um, if I go on to the fixtures for this week, so I think. Oh, it is. Uh, so first versus joint second. Uh, so it's myself, my team versus Kesala Salah uh, with um, Statman Dave. And I'm, I'm a bit worried about this one, actually, to be fair. I think it's, but it's got to be a featured game of the week. It's got to be. I think that's easily the biggest fixture. First v second. Uh, Dave's on a uh, you know a good good spout of form. He's winning week after week at the moment. Uh, and obviously you're very, very hard to beat right now. Um, so yeah, this is a big game week. If Statman can pull this one out, you know, leaving a, a three-point gap between himself and you, then yeah, it's, it, it's massive. So uh, yeah, really, really big game. It's going to be a very close one, I think. Yeah, that's it. And hopefully, um, I might have to just double-check my team before uh, going into this one and see if I can get any last-minute transactions for the double game weekers because I don't think I've got any anyone, anyone in there who's playing double game week. So I'll have no, to check, Dave, check Dave's out as well. If we go on to Dave's team. Uh, yeah, he's, got, he's got Dallas. He's got, he's got Dallas and Shelly Adams. Ooh. And he's obviously got Fernandez in there for the uh, Newcastle game. Who's his bench? So he's, uh, no one. Not many on his bench there. I think West Brom have got some, uh, you know, I think their uh, fixture difficulty for the next three weeks is looking quite good as well. It's all loads of greens for them. So yeah, hopefully not them. Good. And obviously um, he scored the other day, didn't he, as well against United. Yeah, uh, he did. An interesting one to maybe keep an eye out for, um, and then yeah, so interesting, interesting week in the draft again to go into this week, and we'll see how we uh, see how we go, and we'll check in um, next week to see how that looks versus first versus second. What are you going for, Matt? Do you, did you think uh, myself, or are you going with Statman Dave's team? Well, if I'm looking at the two teams face value right now, it's hard to look past Statman Dave with Dallas Fernandez. Gundogan, if obviously Gundogan plays, um, I think those three could be pretty key. I think you're still missing Zaha this week. He was he was yeah. huge for you. Do have Harry Kane though, um, but again, it was we'll have to let's see your team again. You got uh, 
Yeah, Cresswell's got a bit more of a difficult game. Uh, Grealish, it's a good shout this week. I think Grealish, oh, Leicester at home, yeah. Does like to step up in those sort of Midlands derbies. Uh, Martial, if he gets the start. Kane. Ooh, it'll be a tough one. I think you've got to uh, see what free agents there are. Mm. See what you can kind of pull in. I think if you can... I think there's a bit up. There's a bit there. I think um, Armstrong at Southampton's available in the free agents. I thought I'll give you a little tip there. You know, he might not be a bad one. But, you know, you look at your side and who do you want to sort of take out? So, um, if, if you could, if you could get maybe a couple of those... Um, you know, you've got a, play, a couple of players in there I think you could dispose of now, like uh, Jared Bowen. You know, yeah. there's, there's probably a few weeks of not really doing much. You want to probably keep that, that bench and goalkeeper, um, keep Antonio, keep Zaha, um, Hudson Adoy. Love, you know, I thought he was going to be a bit more of a differential than he, than he has been, in, but he's not getting the goals or the assists. So, you know, you could potentially dispose of them. You've got a red flag on um, on cash as well. So, it's probably a bit of work you could do. If I'm going face value right now, I've got a back stat man. Um, but look, if you uh, if you find a couple of out the outside the box type of transactions and might change it, but sorry, mate, right now I've got to look at the teams what I can see, and it's looking quite one sided. I think with Fernandez and and Dallas and and you know Gundogan right now, and for you, I can only really see big points from potentially Kane and Martial. Everyone else, I'm not seeing too much this week. Right, well, if you want um, Satman Dave to be uh, pushing another three points this week, then um, you, you may uh, you may have just wished it upon yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, if Statman can get the win, then it will close that gap for you know for both of us and obviously myself if I can win my fixture this week. So you know, but again, you never know, mate. You might be able to work some magic in the. Uh, in the free agents you never know okay well listen that wraps up the pod for this week obviously a little bit different uh it's myself and the guru uh running running the show tonight um so thanks for joining us uh, and listen good luck to everybody in going into this double game week um may all your fpl dreams come true any final words matt final words look good luck everyone um from a personal point of view would really love a uh, another big gundawan point tool because I know how uh, all the non-Gundawan owners uh, are really, really getting sick of him. So, fingers (laughs) crossed for a big uh, Gundawan haul. And uh, again, good luck everyone with the uh, the double game week. All right, thank you for that, Matt. And all the best to everybody. And we'll be back next week. As normal, both the boys should be back with us. If not, I think uh, me and Matt will just take it from here and and, and see how the rest of the season. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care everyone and good luck. Cheers, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jack.